Right guys, how are you doing? And welcome to a special quarantine episode of the Hats Off in the Clubhouse podcast. Yeah, it's me <laughs> as usual, at Graham McCubbin, Cub Golf on Instagram. I'm joined by my buddy, Kenny Palace. Hi, KJP Golf on Instagram. How are we all? Hey, magic. And we've got a special guest today, all the way over in California. Is is pumped to Ooh. be here. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Yeah, man. What's up, boys? At Colt Nedler, K-N-E-D-L-E-R. It's a tough one. Um, <laughs> well, what's happening, guys? Yeah, just a just a golfer here in California, eight hours behind you. Yeah, yeah. it's early morning for you. Yeah. So we did our first our first live show, not live show, our first show in person. Graham wore a hat. This is the second time we've been on camera. Now we've got two people in hats. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Hats off in the clubhouse. This is really? not the clubhouse. It's fine. It's all good. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's good to have you, Cole. Yeah, oh, it's good to see you guys. It's yeah. been a while. Oh, what about a year and a half? Years. Yeah. Yeah. Almost two, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, year and a half. You're right. Yeah, that's that's, that's a long time ago. That was a fun so, round of golf. Just if anybody doesn't know, you can go online and watch it. <laughs> it was a uh, yeah, man. It was a good, that was a good 18 holes, and then we went out for dinner. Nah, that was a good time. Was Is that where you joined us, Kenny? Was that it? Yeah. Did you? I yeah. joined your dinner. That was right. the first time I'd met Graham as well. Um, I, that's what I thought, and I wanted yep. to ask you guys. And now yes. look, yes. we're doing yep. a fucking podcast together. This is awesome. You continued on. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's the so effect cool. you guys have yeah. traveling the world. <laughs> that's incredible. It's, it's, it's crazy. And. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that we've kind of taken our little story and pushed it our way and you guys like kept doing your thing and now you're out on your own doing your thing and it's, it's uh, the world's changing and we're all changing with it, which is the, the crazy thing. Yeah, and I love the, I love the connections with everybody in, in the golf world. And it's yes. a small one, mm-hmm. you yeah, can call it a family. One. Whether it's golf media or golf on, you know, social media, which which is a part of that. Yep. Whether it's in person, physical, meeting people, um, and to see the effect that it's had, not only to you know reflecting in my experiences and getting to catch up with guys like yourselves, people I've been talking on, you know, Instagram Live lately of people I've met over the years, over the last few years, specifically who I don't get to sit down and chat with, and to reconnect like this is. I mean, it's mind-blowing, kind of. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's very cool. And we're actually recording, because nice. we're doing this, we can actually see each other, which is a new one for us. We normally kind of sit and talk to each other like a couple of weirdos on the phone, but this is like, <laughs> we can actually see everybody, which is great. So. I'm having to change my style, so I'm, I'm one of those people that likes to be on the phone pacing around. So normally I'm up walking around, chatting away, practice <laughs> swings come into it every now and then. But I can't do that now. I need to sit down and behave. I, I'm the same with you, man. I, I enjoy pacing around for sure. I'm a pacer. But <laughs> yeah. you know, it's so much uh, you know, it's so much nicer and you know, as far as communication, when you're able to see somebody, it's crazy how you know how much different it is and how much more you kind of get from it. Yeah. Which is a testament too to this whole 
you know, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, about, you know, FaceTime and whatnot, how we've never used it. Yeah. And now being able to kind of be comfortable with doing that more and more. I've, um, I've only like ever it. used it for, like I've got family in Australia, so I use it to keep in touch with them. But apart from that, nobody FaceTimes, you don't use it. It's a, it's, it's yeah. a, a gimmick. I used it when I worked in golf in the US. It was good for that. But, you know, here we are. We're making the most of it and yeah. it's making things happen. So you've been busy on Instagram Live, Colt. You've been you've been bringing some good content to the world that way. How's it been for you? What's been happening? Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a fun project, man. Um, you know, the first few weeks of this quarantine period didn't do much. was just kind of, you know, settling into it and enjoying a, a little bit of a slower pace of just being home you know and yep. you know it, it gets to the point when you're when you're kind of in this situation long enough i wanted to you know what it was it's kind of driven it it's been a long time coming i think this quarantine period just gave me the opportunity to sort of you know get over the hump and actually do it but i actually have i, I bought podcast gear about uh it was, it, was, it was this year, so it was only a few months ago, but still, it's just been, I've literally never used it, you know? Bought some mics and whatnot, a recorder and stuff like that. Because um, when I was working with Eric Lang, which is, a, you know, we did the Scotland Project, yeah. and that's how we all met. Um, but to see the, um, the, the connection that he was able to make with people over sort of like an hour conversation, and like the effect of that versus seeing somebody you know hey what's happening like what, what are you up to good 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 and then just kind of moving on like if, if you're at a party or something or at an event you meet people but when you sit down and have you know a long-form conversation especially about something that you both love like golf that that the strength of that connection is just much more and you know you kind of become immediate friends yeah. and i was like whoa that's so you know it's very powerful and i wanted to be a part of the conversation more um and so always kind of had this idea of you know oh and, and i listen to a lot of joe rogan joe rogan's yeah, podcast joe rogan. which is like yep. three hours long <laughs> you yep. know but to see the, the connection he makes and you know just uh where you're able, where you're able to go you know in conversation with somebody i was like oh, i really want to work on conversation as a skill as well because yeah. we just don't do that that often no, and when i did eric's podcast a couple times or like you know just a couple uh, of my buddies, you know, podcasts or something like that, I would realize much like this, you get time to reflect on experiences and you learn, like it's a learning experience oh, yeah. in itself. So it's so powerful, the connections, the friendships, but as well kind of learning on past experiences and whatnot. Um, conversation is is fun, it's a skill, and it kind of, there's a lot of benefits to it. And so I was like, oh, you know, I wanna kind of work on this and do this more often. And so it's just been wild to connect with people face-to-face -face on Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. And my, my favorite are guys who I, I haven't even, like JP, who works for TaylorMade, he does content for TaylorMade. Yes. I've never met him, never <laughs> a person. I, I've never talked to him on the phone, but like, you know, we have a, you know, sort of like DM relationship on Instagram. Like, oh, cool photo, man, sick, you know? <laughs> or we do the same stuff. Yeah, I think a lot. I've got a lot of things like that as well. I'm lucky I've managed to meet most of these people, but you have relationships with them on Instagram and you're just like, never met that. Like, there's guys who listen to our podcast, I've never met them before in my life. And then they'll send you a message <laughs> going, I, 
I just went for a four hour walk today and I listened to like three episodes of the podcast and you're just going, what are you doing? <laughs> they obviously like, you know, they like golf and, and they want to be a part of yeah. the story. It's, 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 yeah. it's amazing. And it's the way that we've, we've stayed in touch as well over the last year and a half, right? Yeah. Because we've only met each other for like one round of golf and slash like one night. It's funny because yeah. Graham, we played golf together at yeah. Western Gales. Then we all went to dinner together that night. Yep. And then we ran into Kenny in Glasgow at the bars. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just randomly. I don't know if I told you that, Graham. Yeah, we did. So I was out. I've got a, a friend. Uh, we call him Beefy. He's a postman. And he's the fastest speaker in the world. <laughs> and I remember, like, and we, we were sitting in uh, Ashton Lane. And I'm like, that's cool. There's Eric. So we go over and Beefy just goes, the, the words just come out like, you know, it's like a fire hose. And I could just see Colt and Eric like, oh. <laughs> it was so funny. Even Stuart was struggling to understand. <laughs> yeah, right. It was so funny to run weird. it. But anyway, you know, the point being, you know, we've had, a, you know, an interaction in, in yeah. the real world. Yeah. Over the course of literally hours, but we've been able to keep up, you know, the friendship and the yeah. conversation and stuff like that online which is like i see your work you know your photos yeah. or whatever see what you're up to like yeah. it hey what you know cool you're able to stay in touch you know yeah. um, it's it's a brilliant platform for that you can you get to meet people and then when you actually meet them in person you feel like you know them even though you don't and then you might never see them again for a prolonged length of time and then next time you meet them you may be like ah oh, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's not. And that that's how we ended up sort of doing this podcast. You know, we we met that night. So the night I met you guys for yeah. dinner was the first time I'd met Graham. And then we played golf once, and we went out. And it was just you know easy talk, chat, mm -hmm. and here we are. You know, so it's it's cool how it all works out. And nine as you say, it's just conversation. <laughs> yeah, nine episodes. We get yeah. one in the holster as well. <laughs> so I love it, yeah. man. It takes, it takes a lot to, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, it, it's fantastic that you guys are able to meet each other, go out, you know, and, and be like, hey, do you want to go play golf? Mm -hmm. um, I think for some people, like my, myself, it's pretty easy because I, I guess I was, you know, introduced to that maybe early or something, yeah. but I figure that might be hard for other people, right? To like, you know, ask somebody, hey, that you don't really know that well, hey, do you want to go play golf? And, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, but Scotland. it's such a great thing that I would hope, yeah, more people are able to like sort of do that, I guess. Yeah, I think that's sure. one of the things like I've, I've always learned if you're out in the golf course, if there's somebody playing in it by, behind them by yourself, I always like, come and join me. It's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to make a double bogey, they're going to have a laugh at you, and then who cares? <laughs> but, but I've, I've never met someone I didn't like doing that. You know, like anytime you join up with someone, yeah, they're not going to be your best friend for life, but you have a decent afternoon. Fine. Bye. And, and there's a chance they might be your best friend for life. Well, of course. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, of course. No, you know what's yeah. funny is it, the, yeah, I've definitely um, over the last few years have, you know, when I play golf in the same way now where I'm just like, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah. We're, we're already a foursome. There's two guys wait. If anybody's waiting, I'm like, yo, join up. Then they also have no excuse to be like, oh, you guys are playing slow at all. I'm like, yo, join in. It's more fun, for sure. 
yeah. you know, it's like faster for you, hopefully. It's not as but easy the in is... Scotland to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> true. You guys but, do have it is, as little rules as you do have around golf and as uh, you know, accessible it is. There's things like fivesomes, which aren't, you know, kind of frowned upon still. Right. Um, <laughs> but it's funny when even even here where it's like, eh, I mean, it, it's also a huge problem here. Let's be honest. Yeah. But um, you know, some, even if you're a twosome, there's a twosome waiting for you. They'll even come up on the tee, and I'll be like, you know, I'll, I'll say, hey, join up with us. And most, and not most of the time, but like a lot of times, they'll be like, no, we're okay, yeah. we're okay, yeah. and that's fine. Hey, teach his own. You want to enjoy it by yourself, you know? That's that's also cool. But I think there's also almost this like unwritten rule, right? Of like, you either let them play through, or you you know or they they'll wait for you and it's very separate it's not that it's not encouraged to sort of like join up mm -hmm. it's it's I wish weird it yeah. is it's, it's it weird you think just come and play with us we're all we've all got the same goal get the ball in the hole and make some new friends but yeah that's not always the easiest option for people plus people like to play with the same people in scotland like the guys play with the same people every week and you're just like what the what, what are you doing make some new mates and it, it does my head in it does it's crazy it's the blazer brigade though isn't it yeah we don't the, what is it, the, the blazer brigade yeah, yeah. who's that what is the, this like the, the, the rules guys. guys yeah they're oh, your yeah, committee yeah. boys the, the committee yeah. guys and like if you're wearing your ankle socks, they'll point at you and just be like, <laughs> "Shame you, ankle shame you." <laughs> this is something new, man. This is something new to me. Oh, did you? Did you? No. See at Western Girls, you're not allowed to wear ankle socks when you're playing or in the clubhouse. So even with like pants, because if you're if you like swing and your pants come up a little bit and they see ankle socks, that's a no-no. Yeah, it's a no-no. <laughs> Man, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe I didn't break that rule, but I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> that's like in the clubhouse as well. Like your ankles have to be covered at all times. It's, it's funny. It's funny because to me, man, I, I always, and this is true, but I always talk about Scotland. You know, it's it's so accessible. It's not intimidating. And, you know, it is uh, compared to especially the game here in the U.S. where we're kind of somewhere in the middle. There's obviously countries where, it's, you know, only exclusive. It's kind of like, you know, very much traditional old school. The US is somewhere in the middle. My experience in Scotland was so, it was eye-opening and also kind of, um, uh, you know, it, 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 was, it was great to just realize how open it is there. But then at the same time, as you're saying, like, even though a course is sort of public, anybody can come play, there's still those like old school rules, which, oh, I mean, yeah. that's where the game's from. Like, it's understandable. Uh, why that's the case, but I always kind of forget that little part. Yeah, yeah. There's there's sticklers to the tradition, and it's not every club, to be fair, but there are ones that really go for it. My favourite rule I've ever heard at a Scottish golf club is that Gurit Golf Club. I don't know if it's still the case, but you are not allowed to wear jeans in the clubhouse or in the car park, but you can wear them on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did you get there? Jump out of a helicopter. Yeah. They just know yeah. you're not going to be able to. Yeah. Put on it's... proper golf trousers and then change into your jeans and boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scotland's a lot of its own when it comes to golf. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, right? Yeah. 
But anyway, so, what else? Apart from being locked up, you guys are in the same situation as us in Scotland and in the UK. Like, no golf. Well, here in California, man, there's there's actually, I think most states are allowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw something where it's about half the golf courses around the country are still open. Yeah. Uh, in the South, it seems to be the case. The Carolinas, Pinehurst yeah. is open. Um, I think Florida. And, you know, it, it's so different. It, it's hard to judge one way or the other. I, you know, I, I try not to get in the politics of it. Here, you know, in a place like L.A., it's, you know, it's kind of impossible to go play and not be in contact with people. There's yeah. too many. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see how, you know, it, it's funny because, like, surfing here is very individual. You're not you're not really in contact with anybody. Yeah. That's even still sort of forbidden at the moment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's definitely areas around the country which are... You know, it's uh, it seems like it's possible to go play golf and, you know, just be a safe distance away or whatever they consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. uh, I, sorry if I lost that, whatever question. No, sorry. It's weird when you've just had that right taken away from you. <laughs> it's yeah. Crazy. And at this time of year, when like this is to me the best time of year, the golf season's coming. This is when every time you go to the golf course, it's getting a little bit better because you're getting closer to summer. And you're not allowed out. Yeah. But I just think how good the courses are going to be when we can get back on them. Yeah. They're going to be pristine. <laughs> so, every cloud. Right. <laughs> I remember somebody making that point recently, and I was like, oh, you're right. There's yeah. not going to be a divot out there. <laughs> nope, it's going to be amazing. Lush green greens running yeah. smoothly. No, no pitch, pitch marks. marks. No, oh, it's it's going to be brilliant. It almost gives it a chance to like kind of regenerate itself, right? Because nobody fixes their pitch marks or anything like that. And so hopefully a lot of the public properties, you know, do benefit from it in some way. Yeah, so, absolutely. What else have you got planned in your quarantine? Have you got anything else planned to kind of keep you busy? <clears throat> Not in quarantine. I was thinking of this, though, because so many people um, on social media, I kind of see how people have their out their golf outlets right yeah. and for a lot of people it's watching golf highlights on youtube or whatever it is like on on golf <clears> channel <throat> and i haven't been really doing that and i asked myself i was like why why am i not kind of you know getting in my golf outlet you know when i'm when i'm have free time and then i realized i was like oh yeah you know i do edit golf videos you know all day yeah that that's and i was like oh that's sort of my outlet i I had to like think about it for a second because i was like why why do i not want to watch golf right after i work um so you know on the golf front it's you know it um been so i work i'm a videographer for vice golf now and i've been doing this cool project um profiling just regular dudes that play vice golf balls and so i'll go to a city really only um, speak with them on, on the phone, it kind of as an introduction and be like, great, you sound cool. It seems like you're into cool things. You know, we also <laughs> exchange some emails and then I'll just land in a city and we've done it in four different ones so far. We started here in LA where I am, uh, New York, Miami, and then Munich where Vice Golf is headquartered. And it's a it's a profile on sort of guys that, that like Vice Golf. So it's sort of a testimonial for the company and for the product, why they enjoy playing the ball or why they like the brand. It's a profile on them, why they like playing golf, what golf is like in their city or in their part of the world, their golf culture, and then also what they like to do um, off the course, kind of in their free time. And it's, uh, you know, it's been kind of a continuation of my video production experience in golf has been like mostly based on storytelling. 
yeah. as compared to like beautiful cinematography, which many people do much better than I can. <laughs> but I try to focus on sort of the storytelling aspect and a lot of that has to do um, with the people. And so that's been a fun project to work on. During quarantine, I've got about, you know, I've got almost 10 more of those videos to edit. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my golf outlet. Um, and then as well, just my, you know, the Instagram live stuff. I've been, at the moment, I'm trying to do it every day. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts. But that's also a nice little, um, as we were talking about, just a nice conversation to have around the game and then to get different people's perspectives. I've been talking to a couple architects, um, some content guys, you know, people that are in sort of the, the golf industry, whether it's at a course or at a company, um, or just friends that enjoy the game or picked it up just recently. Yeah. And so I think during quarantine, that's how that's how I've been uh, been getting in my golf fix, that's for sure. Uh, nice. I think I've, been, I've just been making silly videos, taking photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Why not? the other thing too is I have a, I, I, we live in a, uh, you know, a, a small, I'll, I'll, I try to call it an open plan, uh, one bedroom, which just really means a studio apartment. And so there's really <laughs> no room for me to like chip around. I, I see people like in their yards chipping and like yeah. putting on these like long things. I'm like, ah, I don't have the room, man. <laughs> I, so I've had the same problem. I've got a putting mat set up in my hall and I've been practicing my putting there and that's all I can do. I've got a seven iron that I got cut to like, I don't know, two feet. <laughs> I can swing that. That's, it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Yeah. But Vice, Vice Golf are a, a really cool company. I mean, I guess they, they sort of, I might be wrong technically here, but they seem to be the first big disruptor to the golf ball world. Uh, there's a few who have come along now, like Snell, um, one that I could think of off the top of my head, but you know, they've offered a really good quality golf ball with cool packaging. Um, I'll, you know, I, I've been a Titleist golf ball fan my whole life, but- Who hasn't, man? Can, Myself. Exactly. But when you hold a good quality golf ball, even from a distance, you can see that's a good ball. And Vice were one of the first to bring out that at a much better price. Um, the, guy, the guys who started that company were way ahead of their time. And it's great to see what success that's become. Absolutely. And the best part is they're good guys. And like yeah. everybody that, that I've met, I've, I've been fortunate enough to go visit them at the office a few times over the past, you know, nine months or so. And it's a small company. It's, you know, I don't know, 30 people probably. When I'm in the office, I interact with about 10 to 15 people. Um, Ingo and Reiner, the two guys that started it, and they're very much involved in the in the day-to-day. -day. Physi like physically in the office, Reiner's kind of business side. Ingo's more of like the creative director. So I talk to him on the daily. They're, I think technically you're right. They were the first um, direct-to-consumer golf ball, mm -hmm. like sold uh, only online. And it's just, it's, it is, as you said, it's a good product. And, you know, not only are they good guys, but they actually, I've, I've learned kind of being with them, like how much work they had put into before the brand even started in 2012. But going, they go to Asia, you know, uh, Taiwan specifically uh, for the golf balls, multiple, you know, handful times a year, um, very much involved in that process. And then, cause you know, I always say, I, I, try, to, I try to be non-biased here, right? I, I played golf for, you know, just about my whole life. I've played all kinds of golf balls. I played the Shrixon, you know, Z-Star, the Bridgestone, whatever, B330S, Pro V1 since it came out. Um, the Chrome Soft I played for years. I played Callaway, like Hex Red, Hex Tour, whatever. Nice. 
Everybody's played the hex. Yeah. Like, every company makes a really good golf ball. You know, like those top-tier balls, um, there's, you know, more than a handful of them. I I can't even really tell the difference between them, you know? Um, the, the nice thing about Vice is that technically, like as far as they're made, it is, a, I learned recently, it's a cast urethane ball, which I think the TP5 is, the, the Pro V1, and possibly the Chrome. I, I, I forget. There's only a handful of those because of the... And then the whole patenting side and like the manufacturers, that's a whole story in itself, man. Yeah. It's just like this confusing thing of like <laughs> companies making balls in their, each other's factories and stuff like that, whatever. Um, but it is it is technically a good golf ball. It stands up to the rest. And the, the difference is it's literally half the price. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a pretty easy sell for the most part. And it's a great golf ball. I, I play it now, not only because, you know, I work for them and <laughs> yeah. I get them. It's a good ball. You know, yeah. and and the guys are great. So I also enjoy. That's what a lot of people enjoy too. It's just like supporting sort of, um, you yeah, know, a smaller brand compared brands, yeah. to sort of the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, when whether personally or through sort of content, you know, the guys that are behind it. It's like, oh, sweet, like yeah, I kind of I want to uh, I want to support that in a way. Yeah, yeah. for yeah, sure. I'm the, I'm the I love the vase golf balls, and uh, if you can. If you're willing to buy it in bulk, which is going to last you for the year, yeah, you're saving a fortune. Which is... Depends how good I go for you. You say the year. You've seen me hit a driver. <laughs> You've seen me hit a driver. <laughs> yeah, you might Precisely. Need a few extra but, dozen, but. No. But yeah, that that point about the the factories and things like they had the Kirkland ball that caused a huge storm from um, Costco, and it's made in the same factory as the TaylorMade TP5, I think. So I think, there's I all think, golf balls. Yeah course are only going to be made in a few places so that makes mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. and then the funny thing is, uh, you know on Kirkland I, the you know I heard that that second Kirkland ball that came out it was you know you think it's similar to the first one in reality it was made in a different country obviously mm -hmm. a different factory and it was it was literally like physically a different golf ball mm -hmm. and you know with a different compound and stuff like that it was just not unfortunately that had sort of a uh, an unfortunate ending but um, it's hard to keep track of, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like a whole sort of like drama, <laughs> you know, in itself, you know, these these golf ball factories and whatnot. It's interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Learn, learn behind the curtain a little bit, you know, of, yeah. of like the manufacturing process. You can't beat that. <laughs> It'd be cool to go into one of the factories and see the balls being made and then Get a bag and just <laughs> scoop, <laughs> scoop some in. Right, right out of the I'll, oven, man. I'll see you later. <laughs> but, so but we not, have, you know, that that was one of our one of our projects we were most likely going to have already done, but go out to Asia and go to our manufacturing plants for the balls, the the bags, the gloves, um, sort of our main products there, yeah. and go, you know, profile those guys and you know see how it's made and whatnot. That's obviously been postponed. But that's probably out, but we were looking to try to do that. Do you like do you like the travel side of it? I love it, man. I absolutely love it. There's you know, I've had sort of um, you know, working with Eric and that's on one extreme, right? Yeah, I mean the, the travel was heavy, which has been some <laughs> of it's been, it's been you know, some of my best 
not only golf memories, but, you know, life memories, you know, doing ridiculous things, Iceland, you know, midnight golf mm -hmm. or went to Scotland or New Zealand or something like that. Um, but, you know, it kind of like the coolest thing about golf and why one huge reason why I love it is that it's an international game. man. like you can go to Scotland and we can all hang out and be friends and have something in common that we that we all love. You know, you can't do that with a lot of things, let alone sports. Yeah. Uh, but the, the travel travel in general, I love. I would say it's one of my passions just to it just opens your eyes. Right. You just see things done differently which oh yeah i wouldn't have thought of that or like <laughs> oh wow you have to do it because of these you know uh restraints or because of whatever resources or you know where you're physically at in the world mm. it's just mind-blowing man and to experience that and to have you know it's just the connection with people is I, uh, is a powerful thing I think right that's probably something that i'm not saying i would love to have done but i love to see the different cultures and i love to experience golf in different lights which you guys did and that was pretty much a job to, to travel and find the most extreme golf and play that and like yeah you, you couldn't think of a better job in the world in the world like that's probably <laughs> it is and yeah it's like you know, the, go for i was it. just gonna say that's one thing I, I i think about myself you know i mean it is in general it is a it is a dream job right in a lot of ways and the the funny thing is that's kind of you know i first said oh, my dream job is to play golf internationally or travel internationally play golf and get paid to do so somehow and i uh have been fortunate enough to actually achieve that and be able to experience that and the the funny bit is now to you know that's always the goal right like i want to travel and play golf and be able to sort of make that my job for the rest of my life it's it's always a work in progress on how to on how to keep achieving that right and like to sort of reassess what my goal is or like why i want to do it or like what sort of content it it, it is or um you know I, I work through that sort of thing constantly it's 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 yeah i mean lucky to be in it um but it's, uh, I don't even know, like, I'm in a spot now where, you know, that was kind of one chapter traveling with Eric yeah. and having those experiences. Now I'm in another chapter where I still get to do video and golf and, yeah. you know, travel. Um, Just a different side. Who knows? Yeah. It's a different side, for sure. Yeah. And a little, yeah. you know, more responsibility on the production side, which is great. And I try to hone those skills and whatnot. Um, who knows what the next chapter is, though, you know? And like, <laughs> I, I, I want this chapter to go on as long as possible, but... I also want to do this for the rest of my life, so. Yeah. And you're yeah. a pretty handy golfer, because you had, uh, was it US Medam last year? So how was that experience? That must have been pretty special. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely the crowning achievement of my of my golf career. I've played competitively since I was six. Um, nice. You know, almost almost every day of my life up until like 17. Didn't make my college team. Still played tournaments, and then it was kind of like a four year, uh, four year. Um, period of like you know working and not playing golf and whatnot and I've, I've gotten back into it over the last handful of years but I've played in the mid-am twice and that is my like I said that's that's been my highlight and that experience is cool to be in a you know over here you know USGA national championship of any sort um, you you are just treated and you feel like a real-time player man you get the badge and it's like one of my most prized possessions and <laughs> 
you know, you get your nameplate on the range and just, you know, bonker stuff like that. It's just like amazing. <laughs> and so, you know, in, in my sort of, uh, if you can call it a career, but in my like competitive, you know, playing side of me, that's the goal, at least every year, play in the mid-am qualifier. That's the one goal. So that's, yeah. I, I need to at least do that. Nice. Nice. For, for somebody like me, I'd like competitive golf doesn't do anything for me. But I think if you're at a certain level, I've, I've played golf with you, I know you're good. So it's when you get to that level, it's like you need something to keep to keep that spark. And like if you say, if you're just playing that once a year, you're quite happy. You know what the weirdest thing is, man? It's just something that I've thought more of recently and there's no answer to it. I don't, I don't actually consider myself to be like that competitive of a guy. You know, I'm not like a cutthroat dude, yeah. you know, maybe in some ways if I'm pushed to it, but like, I just, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I just want to play well. Sure. It bothers me if I like don't play well and I like missed the cut or I didn't make match play in the mid am. you know, both times I've played in it. Um, yeah, I obviously have goals and like I, I played to achieve a certain level, but, uh, you know, you know how some people are just like, ah, oh, I'm so competitive out there, man. I just cannot. You know, I just can't lose. Like that is what drives me. I'm like, it just. Yeah, I go for wrong sport. That's true. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just, yeah. Like I, I, I almost want that to be true. You know, would I be a better player if that was the case? Uh, easily, probably. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe you'd put maybe pressure not. on yourself and. Right. Because you, but then you maybe you can be competitive with yourself and not with others. And that's different. Ah. You it's know. a great way to put it because I, I think that is the case. I think that's my case. That's a really good point. And that would make you the best golfer you can be because you're putting less pressure on your result, but you're wanting the best of whatever you go to do. I'm loving this, man. I feel I feel like productive. You know, <laughs> like Dr. Phil, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt really productive today as well because I, I actually went outside. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to do nowadays. <laughs> I went out yeah. run this morning. Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, yeah, we're that. doing this thing in the UK. You run five kilometers, you tag five people, you donate five pounds, and it's spread. So I had just done one last week, and then this morning, Graham tagged me <laughs> and said I need to do another five kilometers. Yeah, so I put it on Instagram. I did a vote, and it's like 95%. Yeah, you need to go and do another five. So yeah. So good. <laughs> that would be the sweet. I hate running you guys well. in the you know in the US. No, that's a, that's a stereotype. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy running, um, and I've been trying to do that. You know, get out there and just get some vitamin D of some sort. Yeah. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. easier in California than it is in the West of Scotland. Say, yeah, <laughs> it is nice here, right? Right yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. The sun's been it's out. Amazing, it's, yeah. It's, it was raining here this morning. It's nice it, now, luckily. It's it was raining here. It's torture though, because it gets to the start of the golf season. The sun's shining. It's been shining for about a week, and oh, nobody's yeah. playing golf. <laughs> the moment they, they open the golf courses, it'll be raining. You just know that for a second. Yeah, yeah. You just know 100%. it's going to be a month of rain. <laughs> this is torture for you guys. But it'll still yeah. be great to be on the course, and there'll be the busiest rainy days golf courses I've ever had. <laughs> so it's okay. People will be queuing kind of, up, queuing yeah. up two meters apart. It, it reminds me of uh, when I worked in, in Scottsdale, and it was just getting into summer, which is the off season for tourists coming in and playing. 
but it's our season as people that worked at the course to be able to go out and play. You know, we're used to the basically 110 degree weather and like not used to it. It's still not that, uh, you know, nice uh, or pleasurable. <laughs> but, you know, we get to go out and play courses in amazing shape um, with nobody out there. Yep. Any time of the day, really. And going right into that season a few years ago, I broke my hand playing basketball. And so I was just like, you know, sat up in the clubhouse, just like watching out the window and like <laughs> for like, you know, a couple months. And it's just like, ah, oh. so I know, I know the pain. I know the pain. Yes. That's the worst. So how do you feel like guys, both of you here, we've got, you know, the pressure starting to grow. Colt, you've already said that golf courses in America, about 50% are open. Do people feel that golf courses should be open first? Should we allow? Should we be allowed back out, or do we need to play along and be more patient? What are, what are the opinions? I think. Wow. Yeah, it's a tough question, man. I don't know. Like I said, it, I think it it depends where you're at, what region. Here in LA, you know. On Instagram, I see my friends are like, "We're staying six feet apart," and then it's like a ten sum. And they're all like this, <laughs> finger to finger, you know, like hand arms length apart. And I'm just like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. you know, you're not, you know, like, um, I, you know, there's, uh, God, it's crazy because you just don't know how. I mean, you hear stories of how serious it is, and luckily, I haven't uh, really personally experienced, you know, the the crazy effects that this disease can have, and or luckily at the moment, none of like my family or loved ones have, or friends or anybody. Um, but yeah, you hear the stories out there and it's just like, woo, you know, you yeah. need to take it seriously. Um, yeah. like I said, in some places though, as far as golf is concerned, it's like surfing. Cause I, I, you know, the beach is one thing where like the, the first week or this was like three weeks ago now, you know, I lived just up from the beach and that's where we go run. And that's kind of how, where we get our outside time and go run down the beach and whatnot. Sounds good. And man, it was like holiday. It was like a holiday. Like people are just, <laughs> I'm like, you guys don't live together. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, you're just friends <laughs> hanging out. This is, you know, you feel like this is just a long weekend. And so that wasn't working. Um, but, uh, you know, how do you, how do you close the beach and not the water? Like can't really be done. You just got to close it all down. So I get it, but it's funny cause surfing, man, I, that I would think, you know, as one myself, if I could call myself one, <laughs> you know, you're not you're you're not in contact with anybody. You're not even near, uh, you know, many people. Yeah. Mm. So and, that might be okay. Golf. Ah, oh, man, it can go either way. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. You see a lot of these pictures on Instagram when it's like the supermarket safe, and then it says like the picture of the golf course is a lone <laughs> yeah. guy, a lone oh, guy yeah. walking down the fair, and it says not safe. And, and people are posting this and you're just like, why are you posting this? People need to eat. Like, you don't need golf to survive to eat. And, and you're just, point. you're like, I know it upsets people, but I'd rather be here in a couple of months time to go play golf than take the risk that sure. I actually might not be here to go play golf and or a family member might not be here. And, like... My wife's pregnant, so I've got to look out for her. And we had a scare last week where she she collapsed at work, brought her home, had a temperature. <laughs> I was oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my and, uh, god, man! That's some real stuff. Yeah, it was like proper. We were going to be in full isolation mode for 14 days as of last Sunday, and uh, then on the Monday couldn't leave the house. I was meant to be back at work on Tuesday. <laughs> 
because I work for the health service, it's like, no, you can't come in. And then, uh, right, so you're 14 days isolation, and then when was it on the Tuesday, she was buckled in pain. She had kidney stones. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, the weirdest thing oh. to say, thank God, but yeah. yeah. You, you're just <laughs> like, great, you've got kidneys. Like, well, you're kind of like, thank <laughs> God, like, not got this. Because yeah. I'm like, she's not left the house for three weeks. So if she's caught like this virus, I've, yeah. I've brought it home. And then I'm like, well, I'm fine. <laughs> but you're just like, I was breaking it. And then, then I was like, yeah, sure. And then, and, then, and then you get people going online going, yeah. Yeah, I need to go play golf, and you're just like, no, you didn't. Just yeah. get, a, get a grip. Yeah. Like, it's you a, can survive. Yeah, right. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think this is the, this is what gets to me. It's like, yeah, of course I want to go and play golf. All three of us would love to go and play golf. But if we do, someone else has, it's the health service that suffers, it's not. We might oh. go out and play and it's no problem, but we might carry it and give it to someone else. That's yeah. a good point. You know, and it's like, Come on, just everyone behave and we get through it faster. Suck it up. Even if, even if you don't bear the consequences, somebody else might somebody have. Else yeah, yeah. And, yeah. That's, so, and the other... It, people well, are I was just going to say, the other thing that. is... Yeah, and people, we really just truly on either side of it have no idea what it is, right? So in that case, you kind of just got to hang out and just, you know, figure it out. Like, I've, yeah. I've been in the hospital, like, taking stuff in and back and forward from my wife. And I work in a hospital, and you see like the impact it's having. Like nobody's, nobody's getting diagnoses, nobody's getting anything. So, and then people are worried about around a golf when, well, yeah, there's like sixteen thousand people or seventeen thousand people in the UK died in the past like three weeks, and people are worried about around a golf, and you're just like, yeah, there's, there's like, bigger, bigger problems, yeah, yeah. But then we start to think about it. So golf, golf will clearly change off the back. Yes. Now, the handshake at the end of a round of golf it's might gone. be dead. That's gone. It's probably dead. And that's something I, I've always liked. There's something nice about signing off your round. You know, you have a chance to say something good to a competitor or whatever. You know, <laughs> if it's, you, want to. you know, yeah, if you want to. Buzz um, but you know, it's a sort of touching moment. Like I play golf with my dad yeah. a lot, and it's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, well played. Blah blah blah. And that could be gone now. It could be like a fist bump or elbow, whatever. And I, I'm going to, I, yeah, a running boom. I'm going to make your faces are this close together. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. <laughs> but, you know, and, it's, it's gonna you know, takes. What, what else is going to change? Are we going to have two balls only from now on? Probably not, but it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what do we call it, golf? 2.0 comes might, out of this. You might not yeah. be allowed to take the flag out the hole at all. It's a good thing that rule changed when it did. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. <laughs> we were used to it. We got a practice run. But a lot of people still don't like it. And then you... St- I saw this thing video yesterday when the guy gets his putter and lifts yeah. up a little thing and it brings yeah. the ball out the hole. Oh. I saw that just just before I came online. The person I saw that. who invented that is possibly just about to come into a lot of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Patented straight away, making making a million. But I have no idea where golf is going to go after this. I have no idea where we're going to go after after this. But <laughs> yeah, like I, I was trying to start my own golf business, which is was taken off and was working and then this hit and it just stopped 
Yeah, but it'll come back. Yeah, uh, it'll come back. But that's you when know, the God. tourism comes back. Yeah, when, but when uh, happens. And we've spoken. We've got a, an episode sitting waiting for. Once we know when things are starting to get back to normal, we've discussed what golf clubs should be doing. So stay tuned, folks. Yeah. But oh, we um, recorded that to get clubs to do this when nobody was traveling. Like we were yeah. like, this is what golf clubs could be doing. And then they shut the country down. <clears throat> so it was like, yeah. oh, we can't tell anybody. <laughs> golf yeah. clubs are closed. But uh, it's just, it's just going to be weird. Yeah, but we've now weird. got clubs in Scotland that are doing crowdfunding because they've run out of money. Um, and this is going to be the real don't charge enough. Yeah, you got to charge them at least 30, 50 grand. Remember, yeah. You're joking. There's a few clubs over here just just like that. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. many, not many, but there's no. a few. You guys, are, guys don't oh, have ours. that privilege of the kind of. You've got the public courses, but you don't have the membership kind of thing like we do. Right. Like, uh, you know, surprising. Um, God, what what courses right behind Western Gales? Uh, uh, Dundonald. Dundonald. Or... I, you know, it's funny. I asked that, and then I realized there's like 40 courses. Like, yeah. within a, <laughs> I'm saying I think there's Glasgow uh, Gales, Brass. No, it yeah. was, when uh, right across the, I was going to also say right across the railroad tracks. Also not that descriptive when you're talking golf in Ayrshire. Um <laughs> can't remember the name unfortunately Dundonald but I think it's Dundonald you did you, you played it wait isn't Dundonald the the one where they had the Scottish Open before yes. yeah okay not that one uh, it, it would be it was out where the where Western Gales is you know with that one tee box that's right on the train tracks out like out yeah it's that's Brassy. right there oh yeah Brassy. exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so anyway I remember talking uh, to the gentleman we played with there and, uh, you know, he was a guy that's my age. I'm 29. Yeah, he was about the same. And and we're, and we're like, oh, wow, it's so cool. You're like a member here, man. He goes, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a member here. And then he rattled off, you know, a couple others. I'm like, what? I was like, you realize you know, being a member at a club in, in the U.S. is basically unattainable until you're, like, a successful, like, businessman? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, do you mind if I ask, like, how much it is, like, kind of? And he's like... Oh yeah, it's about a thousand a year uh, for each course, and it's. Um, I was like, you pay for golf on top of that, right? And he's like, no, 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 no. it's just, like it's included. And I'm like, dude, that is the best deal I've ever heard of, man. Because here, <laughs> even if you're a member, you know, there's like a cart fee on top of that. If you're, you know, if you're that sort of, most of the members are taking carts out there, whatever it is, you're paying for tips. the cat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Our tips. Oh, dude, yeah, I was like so jealous. <laughs> I still am. The best deal I ever heard of was my uncle uh, was a member through in Carnoustie and his membership for the year was around about £500 and he had to pay £5 to play the championship every time he played it. That was it. Like, that's mad. <laughs> it's absolutely And if mad. I want to go and play the championship, I'm like £250. Oh, right, okay. But see, you got that system set up to where Anybody can play it. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. if you're not the member, you know, yeah, you're you're paying a premium, which I I can totally yeah, understand. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, it's uh, see, it seems like a system that works at least better than what we have, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. We, and I guess the whole public course thing is, you know, we do have, and that is pretty cheap. I can go play my local track here, twenty-two bucks, whatever, unlimited, at, you know, at Twilight or something like that. Um, so you know, we, we do have good public golf. Definitely not complaining. 
but no. it's funny how it's just set up so differently. I think yeah. it's more in they want people to play, and I think whereas in America a lot of it's the stature, it's like oh I'm a member of this club, I'm a member of that club. Yeah. Whereas here, you're, you're just a member. It doesn't matter where you play, you're just still just a member of a golf club. You've mm-hmm. maybe paid a bit more for the privilege, like say Western Gales where we played. You don't have a fee, a fixed fee. So you play, and at the end of the year, you get a bill. So if they've had a good year with visitors and All guests right. and people paying, then you, you pay less. Get, you pay less. But if they've, had a, cool. if they've had a crap year, then you have to stump up a bit more cash. But it's, it's, it's a Makes good sense. way of looking at it. If your club is successful, then why That's not treat cool. your members to paying less money? Uh, I would have ever thought of that. No, yeah. no, it's, it's 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 genius. But like, I think a lot of clubs are going to struggle here. I don't know if it's going to be the same in America, but clubs here are struggling. I've seen a lot of the caddies are putting kind of GoFundMe kind of things yep. out there mm-hmm. and to try yep. and kind of keep their businesses going because nobody's nobody's playing golf, so nobody's getting caddies. Yeah, it's a crazy time then, for all these people. Yeah, you see it across every industry i've got good friends who are intelligent guys that just got out of you know x amount of years of physical therapy school you know it seems like five years after we've you know we graduated college a while ago he's been in the workforce for like a year and uh just lost his job you know and it's just like man two weeks ago everything was fine and two weeks later it's just uh people all over the place are being affected by this i mean we all are yeah yeah but in, in some people in more ways more ways than others but you, it's you guys, just such an odd time like your your government have taken a completely different approach to ours whereas our government have like sent everybody home that they can go home and they're paying 80% of their wages like they're paying everybody to stay at home which is I'm going to be starting on that in a couple of weeks so are I'm going to have I found out on Friday so I'm getting yeah, for three weeks. So my company is making up my pay, but for three weeks I am not allowed to work. I'm not even allowed to answer a text message to a colleague. What? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> and I'm paid. Like, so I'm oh. going to sit and... So you're going on know, vacation. <laughs> days, yeah. I'm going to be writing golf blogs. I'm going to, like, it's, oh. I've never had three weeks to do nothing in my life. So, well, since school. But I think, so, yeah. I think <laughs> the UK have, like, the government have saying, I think it's, like, 80% of the population who work, they've just went, look, look, just go home, we'll pay your wages. 80% of your wages, your business that you work for can, can top it up. Like, I'm unlucky, I work, for the, I work for the health service, so I've got no option, I've got to go to work. But all these, wow. peop- all these people, if you went, say, six months ago and went, look, see, for the next 12 weeks, we're gonna give you 80% of your wage, to sit at home and do nothing. Everybody would Everybody went, would take that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah this is like this is the cruel joke of it. If someone said to me, I'm gonna give you three weeks, pretty much full pay, and you can't work, I'd be on the golf course for as many uh, hours right. of light that there oh, was. Yeah. And then they would turn around and say, Oh no, there's a catch, you can't play golf. You can't complete golf. Oh. That's, that's it, that's like <laughs> that's they, they, they hang that You're like, wait, is this torture? Are you trying to <laughs> are you trying to punish me? Yeah. They hang that little carrot there and then they're like, yeah. Oh yeah, but you can't play golf. Yeah. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, so yeah. Cole, of all the countries you've played golf in, 
What's your favourite? Scotland. Um, no, it's yeah, an easy I mean, answer. Yeah, yeah. You, what did <laughs> you say on the Japanese yeah. golf podcast you were on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, um, so <clears throat> I've only. Well, it's funny because now my definition of playing golf sometimes gets a little skewed, right? Where yes. I even remember in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I played that course. And then I think about it, I'm like, oh, actually, I was just like shooting. Par threes. <laughs> I didn't actually, exactly. Yeah. We're just like hitting shots on the par threes. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I still consider, you know, playing it in some way. It's it's different. It's very different and, and similar. In, You're just in, like, yeah, tech. Exactly. Terry yeah. <laughs> Eady, I always say that Stuart and I are the only two that have ever walked Terry Eady but have never played it. <laughs> yeah, that would be that. No, talking of torture. So, oh my yeah. God. So that there's. Oh, I was just going to say, there's, um, you know, there's, I, I've kind of, I had to get used to being at a course and not being able to actually be, you know, I'm not there to play it. Yeah. And so that got, it took me a few months to get used to that. Now I can actually appreciate it and have fun and not be bummed like, oh, I'm not playing. But there's there's that handful that you're at, Terry to being one of those, where you're just like, woo, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? um, but to to answer your question about the countries, it's it's hard to compare, obviously. Um, speaking of New Zealand, that was one in which I, was a surprise because I had no idea what golf was like there, and then to find out that it is so similar to Scotland in in so many ways. Scott's bring, brought the game there, yeah. you know. Um, I was actually talking to my buddy Reese, who I was like, you know, it's mostly links, and he's like, there are some some traditional links. Some might not qualify as like a traditional links, but regardless, a lot of link style playing. Um, and then also, most importantly, you're driving through sort of little towns, and there's just like a sign that says golf, you know, points towards one direction, and then you go and check out the course, and it's just the same vibe that you feel uh, in Scotland. Um, as far as playing. You know, then I have, uh, you know, the the Iceland trip we did. You're playing at midnight in like some yeah. weird Game of Thrones land, and it just blows <laughs> your mind open. You know, so that's that's I have to say is is absolutely one of my top golf experiences. And then Scotland in itself, you got to play. Uh, we I got to play so many courses that that's <laughs> outside of the U.S. I mean, that's obviously the most the, the most golf experience that I've had somewhere, and to have that be Scotland is so special, obviously. I mean that is that is the origin of the game, and it was such an education in many ways. Um, just I, you know, I forgot the example I said earlier, but you know the one I always use is Finley out at out at Levin. Like, you know, what grass is it? Fescue, you know, and it's just like he's like, I don't know, it's just whatever was here, and it's yeah. just like oh, we're <laughs> learning about the you know the example of the clubs and being a member at three different places or. Hey, the club is different than the actual course. The course is called yeah. one thing. The club yeah. is something different. Just so many things that were just like, you know, like travel in general, you know, eye opening and like, oh, yeah. that's done differently here. This is what's, you know, a lot of things are done much better. And, you know, some maybe we do better or another place does better. Yeah. But, to, you know, to get the traditional taste of the game and then also to go to a place like I always use Dunbar as an example. Never heard of it. You know, but then you go there and you're just like, holy smokes, man, like what is course. this? Yeah, it's so much fun. Or just any local track. Mm. You know, we stopped at a place in, in Iceland that it was, and I just learned today, speaking to Edwin, my Icelandic golf architect friend, <laughs> where a lot of the golf courses in Iceland are just made by the community because they want to play golf. And they go just cut, you know, some, gra they, they basically create their own nine hole, you know, track. 
and the local firefighter will go, you know, mow the mow the greens and whatnot. And we played one of those courses because we just like stumbled across it, and it was it was so much fun. And it's not golf as you think, right? It's not like some prestigious or pristine place. It was literally this dude's farmland, but you can That's have cool. as much fun, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, so those are just a, a a small highlight reel of you know some eye-opening experiences through through travel. Yeah, that, that Scotland trip was possibly the Scotland trip of all Scotland trips. Like that was as much golf as you could get in 14 days. Like Dude. rammed in. Yeah. It was just, it was just <laughs> rammed in. Rammed exactly. in. <laughs> so when I met you guys, whilst it was obviously an absolute pleasure to meet you, I was a little bit, uh, I was doing it through gritted teeth because I had entered that contest to do that <laughs> oh. trip. <laughs> A lot, a so, lot of people had entered that contest. Yeah. And ah, so man. Yeah. Me oh, and my buddy so spent a night on the golf course putting together our showreel for what we were going to do. We <laughs> we set it up as he was my therapist and I was a golf addict. Um, I can I can send it around later, but uh, yeah. And then I woke up one morning and he had texted me. So every day he was messaging me, have we won yet? Have we won yet? And one day he messaged me, he said, have you seen what's happened? And I went on, and it was like, Eric Anders Lang. I went, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it made perfect sense. It's of like, course, of course if, it did. If somebody's doing this for a living, and they're offering to come and do it for you, it's like, it's like a no-brainer, and it, and it made amazing watching. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was amazing watching. So it you was, know, I, I remember... I remember um, one conversation I had with Eric, and I forgot where this was, but he was like, ah, you know, I, I don't know if there's like guilt there, or whatever. We're talking about this, where he's like, oh man, you know, I mean, we kind of do this for our living, right? And of course, like it's a good product, hopefully, and you know, we want to give the best product available. But he's like, he's like, man, you know, I've, I've been to Scotland, I've gotten to experience a lot of stuff like that, you know, like would it have been better if if uh, if somebody else had gotten it or got that experience? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa Eric, hey, don't tell your story. <laughs> I've never gotten to play there, right? So this is very you know, narcissistic, but you know, I mean, for me personally, it was, um, yeah, to have that experience. I was like, listen, Eric, you, you did. You gave me that experience, man, I appreciate it. You know, I was like, thank you. Uh, oh, yeah, no, completely. But just, was... just, yes, but yeah, for, for me personally uh, to, you know, one of the best things, and and you know, um, thanks Eric on this one for having sort of the, the the mindset of joining in, just like Graham, how we met on the golf course and we got to play together. Um, you know, he pushed for a, a bigger tee time to one allow the crew to play along, so me being one of those, and then as well as to join up with like Scott Hutchin, who I see on. Uh, uh, Instagram, you know, almost on the daily now, but just all these guys that we got to yeah. meet along the way and play with. And that's really how we got to learn. It's like going to a city and staying with a family instead of staying at like the Hilton, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like you just get a different experience. And so playing with local guys like yourselves was much more, you know, eye-opening rather, you know, yes, we get to experience the course. We get to, you know, experience it all physically, but to experience it from your perspective as well yeah. and to join in and have that friendship, you know, it was a huge factor. Um, and that's definitely one of the biggest things that made it, you know, the most special it could be. No, it was, it was, I think it was special for everybody involved, but it was also special for people who weren't involved because it's Scotland is their country. They felt like a part of it. And yeah, it, it was just so well shot, even though 
Like I think they've moved on. I think they're using uh, gimbals and stuff now. But you guys, it was just cameras. Dude, that, that's the thing that blows my mind. We weren't even paying, you know, we we're paying attention, but not even that much to shooting. It was more of <laughs> just like living in it, you know, yeah. and like kind of documenting it as best as I could. That was early on as well. And not that I'm that much better now. I'm probably not. I mean, I do about the same, but uh, no, the, the funny, I, I would, it's, I always try to throw it to Thomas and be like, you know, a huge part of that and a huge part of video production is the editing as well. Yeah. And the emotions that, that are pulled out through that. And Thomas did more than just capture our experience. You know, he like, it was like a, he transcended everything to this level to where <laughs> people that didn't have that experience can watch it and, and feel the it. same things, yeah. man. And so as, as much as I would love to take credit for the shooting, it, it yeah, it, it's, I, I would, I would have to argue that it was more kind of on Thomas in his way to translate the experience. Because like I said, man, we were running around and we were trying to document it. And that's part of it. Hopefully it was yeah. sort of like this raw documentation, you know, to actually feel like you were kind of in there. But uh, yeah, while we were doing it, it was almost just, we were just having a good time. Yeah, you know? it was, it was, that's and exactly what it was. Try, try to keep it rolling as, as much as possible. <laughs> that's the hardest job, right? Just hit record and let that thing roll. Fairies uh, but always lava. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's one of my favorites favorite points but yeah testament to, to to thomas for he brought it to another level man he yeah did, for sure completely yeah he took yeah what you guys were seeing and capturing and just brought it up a, a different level and just changed the perception of what it could be because mm -hmm. anybody can go out there with a camera and, and shoot and shoot and shoot but you need somebody like thomas behind the scenes to go this works here, that works there, this creates this narrative and pushes the story in that direction. Like the St. Andrews episode, like, was was mind-blowing. Yeah, mind-blowing. And, 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 and how it came together, it wasn't even on purpose, you know, it was yeah. on purpose in the sense that we tried to set it up, but, you know, the way Stu ran into his dad, that that wasn't set up. We had no idea where he was. It, it just ended up being towards the corner and he's like right there. Yeah, uh, luckily, again, we had the cameras rolling. That's that's kind of the... But the cameras seem to be always rolling. Like, I, I wasn't involved much, but that night I went to dinner and we sat down and then there was a camera on my face. I was like, whoa. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, a, there's a weird part to this sort of business, right? Where, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fine line and a balance between you know, shooting at appropriate times and making people feel comfortable and, you know, knowing when to do that. And um, yeah, it's still, I've become more comfortable with that sort of thing, but it's almost, yeah, it's, it's hard to hold the camera up like this and have it just be a normal conversation, yeah. you know? It's, yeah. it's a little bit of a, of a dance between the two of you and both people need to be comfortable. And well, yeah, that that's a, um, always kind of working on that you know that, because that, you want to capture the raw emotion but yeah. it's it's sort of hard in a lot of ways that first interaction like i got out my car you's got out the car camera on me <laughs> <laughs> here we go and, and it, Which is, it, it, it's i feel so weird. dirty about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is it's so weird and then and then it's just like what's with your number plate it's got your name on it <laughs> and just like like that and you're just like and he's just like, oh, the cameras are rolling. It's like, as soon as, as soon as you're at the car, the cameras are rolling. Roll up about half an hour late. It's fine, camera's rolling, let's go. <laughs> you know what, though, the, the funny thing is, it, most of the sort of like 
there's nothing like that first interaction and it is a special sort of moment yeah. and most of the time typically you just do it and within a couple seconds everybody's just like oh okay this is how we're rolling yeah. and then everybody just yeah. kind of gets into it it is weird i still feel weird about even doing it or having it on myself or somebody <laughs> shooting me on it it's a it's sort of a weird thing nobody's used to the camera like being around recording things however um you know it, it's it's just such a it's kind of more natural way than than showing up and being like hey meet you guys have that all out of the way and stuff and then be like all right cool you guys ready it's just like well that's not yeah. that, that's that's, that's not, not gonna life. create a good thing and that's yeah. not real either that's almost <laughs> like sort of scripted in a way um yeah it's a funny thing i don't know if there is a, an exact formula but man so many times that first interaction that's, it was always hard to get it up yeah. in time because that was my job. It's just like, oh, we're up and roll. We'll pop out of the car. Like, I got to be in the right spot or ready or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, but a lot of I think a lot of special moments came from that. Hopefully, and I, obviously, like I said, I think uh, myself included. You know, when you get into it, a few seconds in, you just start to, oh, okay, cool, and it becomes a little more natural. You know, <laughs> it does. Yeah. So I've got, obviously you've been to Japan and I have a question because I heard this and it blew my mind. So please confirm it or deny it for me. Is it true I that deny, in Japan, no, <laughs> is it true that in Japan, golfers stop after nine, yeah. go in, shower, have a meal, and then go back out and play? Uh, it's a bath, not a shower, but no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, no, but, no, it's totally true. Where, wow. you know, it's funny because I, I experienced this unfortunately in um when i was working at the course in arizona where it almost turned into you know <laughs> low-key sort of like a racial thing which it was funny because golf until you sort of experience that you know you don't quite understand it i heard the same things finally went over to japan the experience you know is true where golf is a full day affair it is meant for enjoyment you know the whole process here in the US, we have our own problem. It's the exact opposite extreme, where it's, it's like, literally the number one sort of rule and what what drove the business of our, our golf course, which was extremely busy, is get people through here as fast as possible, four and a half hours or less. And if you're not on pace, the ranger picks you up and moves you a hole. And it's well. just like, whoa, this is not, this is not golf. <laughs> this is not right. I don't know, I don't know, like, how to figure this out through like the business sense or whatever, but like this just isn't working, man. Like, what? There's something wrong here, right? So anyway, unfortunately, that's that's you know America's perspective is like pace of play. That's one of the, our biggest initiatives, right? Yep. You know, and in some ways, of course, yeah, sure. A lot of people don't want to spend five plus hours out there waiting on people. I don't think waiting on a tee box is a good thing. Nice. However, you know, just like listening to a three-hour podcast, I actually like that. Like, I prefer that, right? Some people do like People it. say, yeah, people say, oh, you know, people's attention spans are less, yada, yada. But anyway, getting back to Japan. So their experience is the opposite, where they actually take enjoyment out of spending the time, you know, and, and experiencing it through golf, through playing. After nine, you come in, you have lunch, you know, you enjoy a sit-down lunch. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, an hour plus later, you, you get back out for the back nine. And wow. so to see a lot of um, you know players from Japan or Korea or, or China or wherever come to the U.S. and play, so many times they take their time, they enjoy it, you know, and it clashes with our perspective of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
after nine, we got to get you straight over to 10. You can't really stop. And, you know, even at the snack bar, taking a while, we're like, no, 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 get out there. And I'm like, oh man, this is such a clash in between two golf cultures. You know, mm. we don't understand theirs. And they, when they come over, they don't understand ours. The hilarious thing was when we went over there and we're shooting and when you're doing a video production, you know, it's very much on schedule. It's very much like, you know, need to get this done at the right time. And, you know, let's move through this. Cool. We got that done. You're, you're trying to, you're trying to get something done, but that itself clashes with playing golf there. And so we basically became the ones like, Hey, um, you know, is the lunch, do we need to take the lunch or like, can we go <laughs> to 10? That's funny, man. Cause you know, it, you just sort of, you know, step back and realize like, Oh, th this is, it's two ways, two different ways to enjoy the game. I actually, really enjoy that bit you know you have a nice lunch i mean aren't you starving on the golf course anyway like <laughs> yeah to eat. i'm having some shitty power bar like you know on hold 12 <laughs> or i forgot to pack one um it's just a different way to enjoy the game and you know sometimes that gets lost in translation uh, translation like literally you know literally i think sure. the only time i've came up against that here in scotland is is it uh, trump turnberry well that's where i heard that story yeah that's where oh. that came from oh no it's you finish nine you come off the you go into the lighthouse and you get we ordered last time I, when I played last year it was we ordered some rolls some hot dogs or whatever it was and they literally sat them down on the table and the guy came out and went back on the tee and we're like we've not eaten <laughs> well, send, a, send another group out there's like and then this these guys were like their food's just arrived and he's like back on the tee you need to keep moving and we're just like nah I'm, I'm assuming that's because it's a Trump like American owned and it, did that somehow did that American perspective somehow infiltrate that property <laughs> then or what happened because there's the, the guys he the guys drive around the golf course all the time and then you're back of the ninth he sits there all day long and you only get 15 minutes but you have to have to go in for 15 minutes but you can't just go from nine straight to ten, which unless unless you're playing with a member and there's nobody on the course, you're all right. But sure. you have to take the 15 minutes. But then you only get the 15 minutes, and then it's chasing you back out, and it's like it's 15 minutes for the hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of places haven't quite figured that out. Um, you know, especially when. You know, most of the golf here is such is such a, you know, it's a it's product driven, right? Where it's it's a, I mean, it's a business, it's a huge business rather than, you know, just a, a spot where you can go enjoy yourself and play around. It's just mm -hmm. like no, we're trying to drill out as many tee times. Yeah. I was just talking because I was just talking to Edwin about, um, you know, he was had an interesting idea of like starting with a par three. That that you know creates spacing in between the group you don't even need a starter it makes I think it's sense. the best yeah, it's yeah a great and i'm idea. like oh my god yeah you're right and like here it's starting like we start we started groups every eight minutes like we would even like plug people in in between if there's like some sort of you know company that you know the the sales guy would just plug them in you know and we're just, just like holy smokes it just creates the the problem in the first place mm -hmm. and then then you got the rangers out there people getting on the rangers to go move groups and shit i'm just like whoa this is like you know a tragedy I'd love and to it, it happens in most places yeah. somebody come up to you and go you need to go forward 
Yeah, right. pecking you off a hole. I was like, that is not. I was in the pro shop. I was like, yeah, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, if that was me, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is the worst experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So my granddad is the fastest golfer I've ever played with. He doesn't play anymore, but he used to. You would. He played at 8 a.m. every day, midweek, and that would include the winter when it was still dark. He'd be on the first tee at 8 a.m. And you'd be into your bag, getting your stuff out, and you'd hit, boom, game on. And uh, <laughs> he just, there was no, you had two putts, that's it. If you hadn't hold it in two putts, it's a three putt, pick it up. Um, but one year he was playing in a meadow with his buddy Joe that he always played with, and Joe had to leave. So they were on the 15th hole, Joe had to leave. Ah, well, you normally get a par on the next few holes, so I'll just put you down for that. Sign your card and I'll hand it in for you. <laughs> efficient, efficient. efficient. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So but what's yeah. your plans for the rest of the day? You've got you've got a lovely day ahead of you. I know, California I must be nice. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, just hit noon, have a little lunch, relax. I've, I've done my IG live already, happy to do the pod and you know, have some good conversation and then have the rest of the afternoon to probably play video games or something like that. Nice. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, yeah, it is a nice day. Hopefully get outside for that little run you were talking about. Um, oh, there's the but, uh, hey, we've got the Rottweiler. <laughs> the Rottweiler. Wait, yeah, I've got a... What's her name again? Penny. Penny, that's right. I love the stories that you post about her. It's always so much fun, it cracks me up. When we did our <laughs> podcast together, uh, she fell off at the end and um, she, she fell off seat. the seat beside us so you didn't know she was there the whole time and then well, halfway through the two of us just jumped right and she had fallen so oh. funny she was fine <laughs> she she's recovered off. i could see yeah my whole my uh my mom's side of my family all have had uh, dachshunds yeah and so uh, i've gotten well acquainted with them they are yeah. cute sometimes they can nip, nip your ankles pretty good but it looks like you know penny pretty well yeah, <laughs> she's 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 safe. Uh, <laughs> she's a nightmare, but but thank you very much, Cole. That's yeah. been oh, absolutely, cool. boys. Oh, that was yeah, interesting so chat. It's good to catch up and looking forward to some more Instagram lives. Yeah, maybe have to get involved in one. <laughs> absolutely, they're, absolutely. They're uh, I also, you know, I'm trying to think of you know ways to to get out to all these places that I've been the last couple of years, you know, like I wish I could, uh, my goal is to make, you know, a yearly pilgrimage to Mexico and Iceland and, you know, New Zealand <laughs> and Scotland and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't quite end up that way, but I'm looking forward to coming back to Scotland at some yeah. point. And you boys coming over this side too, hopefully if you, oh, yeah. have, yeah. have, have you guys been to California or the West Coast at all? I've yes. never been. Okay. You have, Graham. Yeah. I love, I love LA. I you love San Vegas. Francisco. I know that. Yeah. yeah, Vegas is your favorite. Vegas is my favorite. I love Vegas. Uh, <laughs> high roller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't gamble. I don't drink very much. But I love Vegas. It's just, it's, Vegas is just Vegas. You just love Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Celine Dion is my favorite. <laughs> but so I, I was invited out to uh, the PGA Championship. I've got a buddy who's a member at Hard Park. Oh, and then never can go because it's off. There's no fans. Oh. The golf gods won't let me catch a break this year. Nah, I know. Well, I, I love San Francisco. Open. That's a great city. Definitely yeah, San Francisco. Try to, try to get, get out, get out to that place when you can. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's my my goal is to come back to the homeland and, and visit yeah. you boys again. So I'm glad we, again we could catch yeah. up and see each other again after so long. Whereabouts in uh, LA are you? I live in a, in a beach town called Manhattan Beach, and yep. it's just if you know where like Santa Monica and Venice are, it's just about 15, 20 minutes south. Yeah, Santa Monica's lovely. It's it is, like, man. It's yeah. the nicest part of LA, in my my view. Yeah, no, it's I always describe it as like. Um, so my beach town and the couple near me are, are more town feel, um, which is nice in certain ways. If you want more of the city feel, that's Santa Monica and Venice are kind of, you know, integrated with with the, you know, the rest of L.A. in that sense. We are still technically in L.A. here, very much a part of it. Um, but we are somehow, you know, secluded in a little there's a little like kind of Marina, Marina Del Rey over here, a little harbor that somehow separates us from the rest. To make it a little more low key, and that's what I'm used yeah. to being from Hawaii. I didn't, so. I didn't like Venice Beach. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't like, I, for some reason, I didn't like it. But it's I think Vegas I, of uh, LA beaches, man. <laughs> 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 but no, California. I've done the whole kind of drive from San San Fran all the way down to LA, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Stopped in Monterey, and Monterey yeah, is one of the most beautiful it's, it's places stunning. on earth. Yeah. yeah. But, Oh uh, yeah, that's that's where we went on my honeymoon. Honeymoon, yeah, yeah, it was oh, LA. Oh. Yeah, week in LA, oh, nice. week in Vegas. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite. I just love America, but maybe not the safest place right now. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody, everybody yeah. loves Scotland if you're from America, but everyone from Scotland is like, why do you love Scotland? It's cold and wet and rainy. And, uh, yeah. Grass is always greener, you know. Especially Grass is always greener, indeed. But, <laughs> but that's been brilliant. Yeah. Thank you yeah. very much. Absolutely. And uh, Thank you, boys. just remember, guys, hats off in the clubhouse. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.